the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today as we are each and every day from 3 to 5. Later on today, we'll do some Open Line Friday and uh, talk about those things that you want to talk about. And on the Pastor Scott Show, if you're brand new, we talk about issues of the day from a Christian perspective, and it's always fun to be with you. You know, this year being an election year, lots of things that are important to talk about. And maybe one of the most important is what's happening locally, what happens in our local races, what's happening in our schools, what's happening with education. There's been a lot of developments with that. And somebody who is on the forefront of all of that is Sonia Shaw. Sonia is the president of the Chino Valley School District, and uh, she has been in the news, and uh, whether she's wanted to be or not has uh, gotten a lot of attention because of the stand they took in favor of parents, and I would also say in favor of the kids. Sonia, welcome back to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's great to have you on. Sonia, how's it going? You, uh, let's let, For people who don't know who you are, you are the president. Is that the right title of the Chino Valley uh, Unified School District? That's correct. Yes. And uh, you took that role. Uh, what year? Um, that was in twenty. That was last year. So yeah. um, a full year. So we got sworn in on December of 2022, hit the ground running, um, you know, just running on January 2023. And here we are one year later into office, into the seat. And um, yeah, and I continued as president for one more year. Yeah, and the and you're already getting sued by the state attorney general. So good job there, uh, you know, right. w- with all of that. So let's let's talk about that because uh, you know I think it's terrible that uh, that lawsuit is happening, but it is tipping the hands of what the state's agenda is for our students with respect to parents on a lot of issues. And so, what is the issue that created this controversy at Chino Valley? Absolutely. So as parents, prior to um, me taking the seat, we started following bills once we realized there was like a war that Sacramento waged on our kids. So following those bills, we clearly saw a target of breaking up the family unit. And a lot of it had to do with education that parents, once we realized as parents, we were like, what in the world is happening? So following those bills through the process, and I'm trying to break it down just because, you know, I, I came in never with any political background, never even imagining this would ever happen. Um, We saw it very important to start getting involved because you would always hear it's the law or it's going to be the law or they have the majority. And we're like, wait, hold on, wait a second. And you would hear from good people inside the school district saying there's nothing they could do. Their hands are tied. So with that said, once we switched our board majority, um, you know, to a four to one, when at least in my opinion, as a parent, when it comes to parental rights, um, I'm still following bills. So last mm-hmm. year, I think it was around April, I saw a bill come through and it was proposed and it was AB 1314 from Assemblyman Bill Aselli. 
And it was simply to notify the parents of um, three things, right? That's if you're if your child is coming out to the teacher and saying, I want to be identified as a different gender, um, or, you know, I like to call it a different sex than what you were born, um, then we would notify the parent because they're wanting to say it in public. And sometimes they do stuff at school that the parents aren't, uh, you know, aware of. We know that. And then number two was about sports. If the um, opposite gender that you're born as or the opposite sex that you're born as they would go they would be able to play on another sports team Mm -hmm. since it's legal a lot of parents don't know that they're allowed to you can't deny them we would notify the parents and number three was locker rooms we've Mm -hmm. all seen crazy headlines when it comes to locker rooms but most parents don't know it's the law if someone identifies as another you know sex that they were born in they're allowed to enter into those facilities, but we would notify the parents. So really, it was just a bill that would bring the parents back in because um, even though these things are allowed by law, parents were being pushed out. That's right. And we saw different headlines, um, you know, Pastor Scott, with secret transitioning, social transitioning. That's part of a transition plan, um, you know, that that they're doing this behind the parents' back. And the parents don't find out until, you know, their child's, you know, dealing with a lot of different issues. Let's just put it that way. That's right. And it was a great bill. I was like, let's put a resolution forward as a school board. And it, since it has to do with education, let's say we support it as Chino Valley. And it did pass. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the bill wasn't given a hearing up in Sacramento because we know the supermajority work for what I call the political cartel. And they don't want parents involved. So, yeah, you know, I think I think it's important that we understand that, that what has gone on and we've seen this. I think we've known about this for a while, but it gets revealed when there's pushback. Right. When you push back against Sacramento, they have to tip their hand on what the agenda is. And I'm I'm still waiting, by the way, for any caller, anybody who wants to let me know that you're a parent of a child in school here in California and you would like the school to lie to you about what your child's up to. Uh, hide. I, I still have right. not found any parent, even parents who would agree, you know, maybe have a different opinion about transitioning or all that, even be on the far left side of that. I still am waiting for an actual parent to tell me that they would like their te- child's teacher to lie to them. But yeah. that is the issue that is being pushed by the state uh, with this and health care and lots of things that are related to, uh, of course, the gender issue. So what was the next step then at Chino Valley? So Bill is, Assemblyman Bill Aselli came to our board school board meeting and said, I have good news, bad news, bad news. They wouldn't give me a hearing, but good news. Did you guys know you can make your own policy? It's legal to notify the parents. And I was like, wait, hold on. Why aren't we making the policy then? Why do we need the law? Of course you want the law on your side because we see the war on Sacramento trying to take these things away. So you want that security. But in the meantime, school board policy is the name of the game of my new role. So I quickly got with our superintendent and said, I want to bring this policy forward and, you know, I got immediate pushback, like it's against the law because that's what you're used to hearing everybody say that everybody's afraid. And I said, OK, show me what law. Well, go, through that process, a coalition was formed with attorneys, parents, people that are leading groups. Um, Bill Aselli's team was on there. Aaron Friday, who something's um, like this happened to her own child. And this is why she's so passionate about it. Um, she's the one that went to Bill Aselli originally to propose and ask him to bring this bill forward. Well, this coalition was formed. Um, we had real impact in there. I mean, you name it, the most amazing people were part of this coalition. A coalition brought a mindful policy forward. In the meantime, I'm still asking our district, 
show me the law that we would be breaking because I'm not going mm-hmm. to intentionally go out there and break a law, obviously. But I also knew we were also lied to and fed this false narrative that parents, it's law, the law to, you know, exit the parents out of the child's life. Yeah. But the parents' rights, come on, Pastor Scott, they do not end when you drop your kid off at public school. That is absolutely ridiculous. And this is where I should say every parent needs to pay attention. Yeah, that's because right. And every parent, whether, regardless of how you vote, you know, Democrat, yes. Republican, liberal, conservative, wherever you're at, you need to understand this is a huge deal. Look, Erin Friday, the mother that this happened to, she is out in public saying she's a Democrat, right? Mm-hmm. So this has nothing to do with party line. They want you to believe that because yeah. they want to discredit it and shut people up. But the reality is it has nothing to do with party line. This is parent, a parent's constitutional right. And what... You've seen Rob Bonta and Thurman, um, who is our state superintendent of education, and you've seen Newsom, who pretends like he's a parental rights advocate, which we all know is a lie, right? Um, You see them clearly coming out and putting a block to notifying parents. I think that should wake up any parent. It doesn't even matter if you don't ever think this is going to happen to your child. What it should show parents, if they're not involved how we are with following the bills in Sacramento, it should send the message that these people have been on public TV. They're suing us using our taxpayer dollars to sue us because we just wanted to inform the parents of something that's happening with their own child. That should wake up everybody and show that they have a huge agenda and parents are not part of it. And, this and is, your kids are. And this is so important because we have elections coming up. You know, the primaries coming up. This is about how you decide who is on the ballot for November. Absolutely. So the primary matters. Uh, it matters in both parties. It matters across the board uh, how this is going to work up. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You have, uh, is it two kids in the district that you uh, oversee right now? I do. Both of my girls are back in the district. Um, One was back a few years ago. The other one, you know, I kept until this. um, She was in a charter locally for a couple of years when the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And then now she's a ninth grader back in our schools. But they went through Chino Valley Unified Schools up until when, you know, the schools shut down. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I... I believe in our district because honestly, Pastor Scott, there is a lot of people, a lot of great teachers, staff members that they're stuck. And now being a board member, I see a different perspective on how their hands are tied because of Sacramento. And I, I it just it's mind blowing to me that they have this deeper agenda and they're so out in public now. I that's think that's right. a gift. That's right. I really think. As much as it fuels people and it kind of angers and stirs up some um, deep emotions, what do you mean he's calling parents dangerous? What do you mean they're suing you because you wanted to inform a, um, you know, a parent about their own child? I think those are gifts, though, because if we don't pay attention, there is a deeper plan and the kids are part of it. And, and I just I I pray every day that people see this because unless they see it and they start voting for the right people, then then there's no point of of even trying to fight, right? That's right. You might as well put your hands up in the air and submit your children to them because that's what it's, what it's coming down to. Yes. This is the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Sonia Shaw. She's the president of Chino Valley Unified School District. And you told me once that before you ran for school district or not too long before that, you didn't even know what a school district was. <laughs> You're right. I, I didn't know what, what a school, what school board member was. was. Right. And, I did. You know, and now when I hear your, your passion for this and everything, we're only talking about four or five years, right? And, I got involved during the pandemic as a parent yeah. advocate. And, you know, I I want that to inspire anybody who's listening saying, well, I don't know anything about this. I don't even know how it works. You know what? You can get up to speed so fast. 
yeah. on this. And you need to for the sake of your kids and your grandkids. And you need to write letters and you need to make phone calls and you need to pay attention to what is happening out there. Because this, uh, you, you call it a war, but this is a significant battle. It really is. And yeah. I think you're right that when these when you push back and you say, show me the law and they can't do that, everybody needs to learn to do that. You know, yeah. that's illegal. Well, show me the law. Well, I don't really have the law. Well, then it's not illegal. How about that? Well, do you hear what Bontez even putting? He put out a legal memo someone shared with me. I didn't even read the words because I don't even have the actual memo, but he went on news and did a brief about it. And he's citing the constitutional California constitutional law to protect students' privacies. Well, children do have privacy. Um, you know, there is laws to put that in place, but it was never meant from the parents. That's right. It was in place from third party and the government. But here now you have the government using it against the parents. Like, wake up, parents. That should tell you enough. That's yeah. that is actually so incredibly scare like it should scare every parent and if you're a believer obviously you're not going to get scared because you know that god has a plan but it should wake you up to say i need to get involved it, it, and look i've been in this position for one year if i can do it i had no education in you know political any political education at all I, I if i told you the first president me and my husband and voted for when we tried to start getting involved you'd probably disconnect this call right now <laughs> but our second one of course you know we try to make up for it and here i am trying to fight for our kids but i will tell you it just it, it takes us getting involved. It takes right. us just to take a few minutes a day to ask your child these things, ask your school these things, and just to see what's what's going on in Sacramento. I mean, last year it was there. There's great websites. Um, you have Real Impact. You have Perk. You have all these different organizations that are fighting against all these bad bills, including parents along the side of them. Mm-hmm. And if we just look at that. That should show every parent all these bills and laws that are being passed have to do with our children. That's right. And, you know, when it comes to schools, we're not even just talking about social issues and gender issues and these sort of political hot topics. We're talking about reading and writing and actual education that is not going well in California. Yeah, you're right. And our kids are failing at reading, writing and math. And how could they not be if you look at our state superintendent? And when you look at the Department of Ed, go look at their focus. Just go on their social media. Go on the union's page, the teacher's union's page. You're going to see social justice and, you know, like things that they're partnering up with Planned Parenthood to sexualize our kids, to push the perversion of, you know, it's just nasty. But it's right there in our face. That's right. They're not hiding it. They're not quiet about it. It's just you have to pay attention and look. And once you do, I think parents will start coming. We have more parents. I do see hope. I mean, um, you have the initiative. You know that there's a ballot initiative, too, that would these these things that we're getting sued on by the district, you know, from the state attorney general, Bonta. Mm -hmm. There's a ballot initiative that we have parents. We have organizations. Aaron Friday, um, they're all working to collect signatures and money to put it on the ballot. Let's put it. Let it. Let's let's get it ourselves if we don't have our elective officials listening to us. Let's start doing the work. Um, it's protectkidsca.com. They're looking for people to actively be working to, um, you know, collect signatures. Cause let's be real. Just like in the race that us parents ran here in Chino, the school board member that we ran against had donations from the white house, pastor mm-hmm. Scott. Um, you're talking about attorney generals from the United States. You're talking about horrific planned parenthood, 
All these people are giving these people money. That's right. What we can do, though, is do the work to make sure that we do the work and get the right people in there to make the change. And I mean, that that website is protectkidsca.com, right? So I want to make sure that people um, get that. Yes. Protectkidsca.com. And you can you basically download the petition and you sign it and uh, you have to mail it in. There's instructions and you have to follow those instructions correctly or they'll toss it. So that's really important. Yes, absolutely. And you know, they're going to look for any reason because Bonta even put out a like some kind of statement in regards to this on, I think that the, the, um, the people who are heading the initiative, they might be even trying to sue Bonta because what he did on the ballot, how he proposed it on the ballot, like it's just really twisted what they're doing. If you dig deep, it's, it, they're really trying to push parents out. Um, and you know, I, I, I do want to mention you're going to see a lot more on community schools as well, Pastor Scott. And I think people need to be aware of those community school initiatives. They're going to package them up, look like they're great things to involve the whole community with your child, take care of the whole child. And yes, there is children that need, I was one of them that counted on the schools to feed us because we didn't have food during a certain time of our lives, but they're going to pull and tug on those things. But what is happening is you're going to see these community schools start popping up and you're going to see money dumped into it. I was at a, a, a California School Board Association my, when I first got into office in D.C. You had, um, you know, Becerra, who's mm-hmm. in charge of uh, things in the federal government. You, you all know who he is. And he's he was telling us board members, let me in. I have money. Let's put clinics on campuses That's to right. give kids health care. Like what in the world? And we all know what health care includes. Yeah. Right. That's right. It, you all know what's going on. So. I just wish that parents would pay attention to these things. It's really important because if anybody loves public education, they would fight for it now. And you know, that's so right. many kids that don't have parents involved. Let's remember that. You know, the language that is used is important. So here's what it is, is the the, the ballot measure that uh, we're trying to get on the ballot is called the Protect Kids of California Act of 2024. That's what they want to call it. But Rob Bonta, this is, and he's getting sued for this now, the attorney general. Yeah. He's naming it so that this is the way it would appear on the ballot as yeah. restrict rights of transgender youth. Yep. Right? That, that's, there you go. See how that's phrased is that instead of saying, hey, we want only girls to be on the girls team and we want you know parents to be notified if their child is transitioning, instead yeah. of you know voting for that, What's going, what you're going to see on the ballot, if you're not paying attention, is restricting the rights of transgender youth. And that can mean whatever you want it to mean. You're going to vote. You might just say, no, I don't like to restrict rights of people. Instead, what you're doing is you're restricting parents' rights yep. and you're endangering parents. And that's the game that's played. This is why we say you've got to pay attention. Absolutely. Because you can trust certain people that you get in there, you know, but mm-hmm. at the end, if you're not paying attention, how are you going to make an informed decision when it comes to the ballot? And I know... People get so discouraged when it comes to voting, but go back to using some of these local positions like school board, like city council. Look how much money is being dumped into these races. That's right. It's because it all begins here everywhere. Exactly. And look at, look at the, look at how much we can push back and expose their agenda by just wanting to inform parents. I think when they, the big headline that you saw when Chino Valley passed this was, you know, the forced outing. Bonta always says the forced outing. That's right. Well, they're already anybody, out. Thank you. Right. Because if anybody read the policy, it was only, only activated if the child said, now I want to be called this in public. That's right. 
It never had to do with the private conversation, which I think should be addressed. But, you know, we all understand that there's some stuff that's going on in the school system that needs to be fixed on a bigger level. But this is an actual initiation by the child saying, I want to be out in the public. But now you have Bonta and Norman and Newsom saying, what? No, the the public can but the parent can't. And they want to pretend that this is a small issue or that doesn't matter, but it's a huge deal. We're almost out of time here, uh, Sonia. Uh, how can yeah. people uh, reach out to you or connect with you? Um, if it has to do with our own district, I would say email my district email. If not, right. I am on social media. Um, Sonia, S-O-N-J-A, yeah. Shaw, S-H-A-W, 2026. Yeah. Um, you can reach out to me there. I don't, I'm not always able to get through all yeah. the messages. Well, people can track with what you're doing and, and uh, be supportive with, because uh, this affects every school district in the state, actually, wherever anybody lives. And Sonia, I, I just want to thank you for your involvement with this. And we're praying for you. And I ask everybody to pray for Sonia and her family and others who are on the, because they get threats and they get mean things done. That happens to everybody in public life, but it's very serious and scary. And we want the best for you and your family for all of this. Uh, Sonia, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. My right. pleasure. God bless you. Everybody, we'll be right back on the Pastor Scott Show. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Good to be with you. It is Friday, and that means... It's Open Line Friday. You can talk about anything you'd like to talk about. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. And uh, we'll talk about whatever subject you want to talk about. And, uh, you know, I also want to thank you for the last couple of days and our uh, our fundraiser for Dignity Freedom Network. Uh, great job, everybody. We rescued uh, more than 20 girls through that. And it's still going on. If you want to go to kkla.com or kprz.com and uh, give, you can read about that there. But I want to thank everybody for participating and, and uh, serving in such a great way with that. All right, let's go to uh, the phones. We just had uh, Sonia Shaw on, and she is the uh, president of Chino Valley School District in uh, Chino Valley. Um, and, uh, you know, she is uh, really a hero, I think, for stepping out and uh, saying these things. One of the things that burdens me with a lot of these subjects when it comes to parents' rights, when it comes to education, especially areas of education. And, you know, there's a lot of difference of opinion about, you know, what you should do, you know, when you would you homeschool your kids, do you private school your kids? I private school my kids, right? And uh, I, I'm going to tell you, you know, private Christian school uh, is something you should do. We're going to be giving away some half price tuitions pretty soon uh, from our show. And uh, it's a great way to do it. Homeschooling is great. I think you got to deal with it. But the fact is, is that public schools are inevitable. They're always going to be public schools. And there needs to be public schools that are really good. And that are really good in education and really good in protecting your kid and not teaching weird philosophies that are actually going to harm your kid uh, throughout life and harm the relationship of the family. And uh, you can't bail out of that discussion or that argument or the politics of all of that uh, just because your kid is homeschooled or goes to private school. You've got to be engaged, uh, even if it's not your kids or grandkids. It's that serious of a thing. And the, the burden for me is this cannot become partisan. You know, it's definitely your far left who are pushing this, and that's there, and typically the Democrats, okay. But one of the things that happens, if you're if you're listening and you're a Democrat, you've got the primaries coming up. Go look at your ballot. There are so many candidates in most districts for assembly and Senate, for state assembly and state Senate. There's got to be some who have better views on education. Vote for them. 
You know, if you can't bring yourself to vote for the other party, vote for at least get better Democrats. Right. And, uh, you know, Republicans find people who aren't afraid to speak out also on these things, because I don't think this should be partisan at all. I think that and I don't think it is for most of us. I think most of us listening, wherever you're coming from, whatever your background is, you care about your kids' education and you care about what's being taught and you care about the politics of of wrecking the family. And that's what this is. And that is why you have different attention. It's not everybody's thing. You probably aren't going to hear somebody say, yes, I'd like to destroy. Well, you do hear some people say it. I'd like to destroy the nuclear family. There are plenty of people saying that. But a lot of the people running for office, they're not going to say it. But there's a very little difference between supporting policies that are anti-parent, that divide children from parent, that uh, would have any other result. And this should be about policy, not about Republicans and Democrats. And it matters. Uh, education, you know, when you're talking about poverty, we got so many issues. I got so many things in the stack today, just news and things about the economy and things about education. I promise you everything is better for your kids if they get educated. I don't mean graduated. They should graduate for sure. But they need to graduate knowing how to read. They need to graduate knowing how to do the math. They need to graduate knowing how to write. They need to graduate knowing how to spell. Those things are going to carry them through their entire life. And if you don't have that, your diploma ultimately doesn't help you that much. Um, There are people actually don't have a diploma who do pretty well because they went out and got educated. There's a difference. And we need to be about that in the big issues, reading math, sciences, uh, English, those kinds of things, because it will help you in life, your whole life. And if you don't think those things are important, you're in trouble. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Tracy in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Shout out to Sonia Shaw. I'm so happy to be on the show with you because we've got to protect kids. Yeah. How are you, Tracy? I'm doing great. I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher uh, for 26 years. Where do you teach? And, um, are, are you in a public school? You don't have to tell me what school, but uh, public school, private school, where do you teach? Great question. I've been in a public school in LA Unified since 98, but they shut out a bunch of us off of school campuses um, because of reasons. Um, well, Jessica Tapia got shut out because she saw the agenda and the indoctrination against kids. Teachers like me, uh, we were shut out because they were forcing us. So are you out? You, you don't have that job right? now? Um, they've now rescinded the mandate thanks to a lawsuit. Um, I will be back next fall, and in the meantime, I get to share Jesus every day with little children. Praise God. Well, good for you. And the person you mentioned, Jessica Tapia, she's the one who got fired because she wouldn't lie to parents, right? She was instructed to lie to parents about a child in her class transitioning, and she said, no, I'm not going to lie to the parents. She was literally instructed to lie. It's not... not, you know, when I say that, sometimes people accuse people of lying or something, but there's a nuance and maybe it's not quite that. But in this case and in these cases, it is specifically you are being told to lie to parents. And that's uh, she refused and got fired. They set out hundreds and hundreds of L.A. teachers and staff uh, who would have stood up to that, too. That's right. They forced us online. They did it. And so we are not quitting. We're not giving up because we know that the jurisdiction, just like Sonia Shah, the jurisdiction is with the school board. And so we see it. We've now, we're, now our eyes are open. Teachers like me, when, the, when the, um, these bad bills started coming out years ago, we were looking for, where is it? Where is it? We don't see it. But, um, but like she said, you have to 
You have to see it. Mm. You have to look for it. And so we teachers, now we know where it is. Yeah, when when, when you it. say that, when you, you mean where is the agenda, right? Because are, are you saying that, I just want to clarify, are you saying that as a teacher and then you would hear, hey, the uh, Sacramento is really coming after parents and kids and you initially yes. said, nah, that can't be right. You know, I don't see it. Like, I don't see it. Is that what you're saying? But now you do see it. Um, now you understand. Yes. For example, when the, the new social studies curriculum came out, because there's a new adoption every seven years. Mm-hmm. And when the new books came out, I looked, where is it? I don't, I, I was teaching third grade that year and, um, and, and I didn't see it. And the truth is I was really, I, I everything I needed was in the old book and we had the option to, you know, we didn't have to use the new book. Mm-hmm. And so I stuck with the old one and I didn't see it. But since then I've talked to, you know, other friends of mine and they're like, nope, it was in there. It was in there. I just didn't teach it. And right? So by, the, by that, I'm just trying to be specific. You mean the the changes mm-hmm. in the new social studies book were Correct. pointing people toward an agenda that was different than the yes. previous. Okay. That's right. Those, those bills started coming out, I mean, more than 10 years ago. Yeah. Little by little by little, education has been slowly chipped away at. Um, and, and it happens so slowly. We don't see it. We don't realize it. And even teachers like me, boots on the ground, we, we should see it. But it was during the lockdown year that, um, that I saw for the first time um, what LAUSD is now calling, um, they, they call it uh, Queer All Year. Right. I've, and, I've shared that curriculum on the air, Queer All Year. So it's like Pride Month all year long and a very is. specific agenda to teach yes. those things in in everything, including math, like your story problems or in social stuff, you'll find you mm-hmm. find it written into everything. Right, and and there's a lot more details. I'm going to ask one of my friends to call in and share a little more later on. But I wanted to mention something really important because jurisdiction uh, is the key. The school board holds the open and close the door, at least unless the state assembly decides to change that, which they're trying to. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, uh, when they were doing, um, when, they, when all of these things started hammering down, I, I ran for school board in LAUSD. It's not my year. Uh, uh, mine's the even numbers. But I've got friends running for school board in LAUSD, in districts three, in one, and in seven. And little by little, with everyone's help and with people knowing who to vote for, who's going to stand for righteousness and protect kids, we can actually do the job and, and, and protect them. We've got Team Jesus on the ballot in District 3, my friend Raquel Vialta. Mm-hmm. And we've got Team Jesus on the ballot in District 7, my friend Lydia Gutierrez. Can- and we've got an amazing Judeo-Christian value woman, Rena Tambor Mid-City. It's such an odd and thing honestly, that we have to that we have to determine candidates that, oh, this is somebody who supports Judeo-Christian values. They used to be an assumed thing. And I, I think that's part of what people need to recognize has changed, is that the governing philosophy of leadership or government that people bring into office today is not necessarily um, what built uh, the West or the uh, United States. Uh, a good education right. system. It's something else. Uh, Tracy, I got uh, I just want to ask you this question. Would you say that other teachers, you're in public schools, you know, are teachers 
afraid to speak out or do they agree with this agenda? Like, where would you say the majority of actual teachers are? I know a lot of teachers who just many of them feel like I can't do anything about it. So I'm just going to I care about my kids. So I'm going to do the best I can for my classroom. Um, But they don't feel empowered to to speak out against agendas that are really against the kids. You know, there's a lot against the teachers right now because the indoctrination is a slow roll. And it starts with uh, the human uh, resources uh, requirement. They're mandated to watch this video. The first time I saw it, probably like I would say four or five years ago at this point, um, it was rolled in. And I'm wondering, is that a I'm just going to say it. The person who was teaching it, I thought, her dress looks satanic to me. <laughs> but Right? And, and, well. and, and you're like, and, and you're alone in your classroom and you're watching this video and there's a quiz and... And they're teaching you how, um, by the round two when they'd updated it, yeah. they they were teaching us how to change pronouns for right. people. Tracy, I need to go and to I a break. Thought, I need to go to a okay. break. I appreciate your call. Thank you for what you're doing. Hang in there and, uh, you know, encourage teachers and uh, people who are, uh, you know, in the public schools to not be afraid. I think that is the, the biggest thing for people is to, wherever you're finding yourself on these things, to not be afraid because... Just like we heard with Sonia Shaw, when the school board just said, this is not illegal, show me the law, they couldn't. They couldn't do it because there is no law. You just got to punch back a little bit. All right. Open line Friday, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Open line Friday. We'll take your calls on anything. We'll be back as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. It's Open Line Friday. We'll talk about anything you'd like to talk about. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Maybe you've got a Bible question you want to ask a Christian program. We're talking about uh, lots of different things in the news. We take a look at the news on our show from a Christian perspective. That's what we do. And uh, maybe just something on your mind. And uh, today is the day, or maybe you didn't get through earlier in the week when we had another subject. Today's the day to call back, and you can bring that subject up. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Ted, City of Angels, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, thank you for your service. Well, thank you, Ted. How are you today? Well, I just want to touch base on uh, the reason why this is happening with the subject matter that you were talking about with the, uh, um, sorry, I'm catching my breath and ran up the stairs, but. Uh, <laughs> it's exciting, you yeah, know, to uh, when we pick up the phone, you got to run right to it. Well, I mean, I got a bunch of suits ready for church and, you know, and I, and I got them, uh, don't tell me you can't afford a suit. I got them at Goodwill and they're all look like brand new. So. Well, all right. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. Basically, look, I was raised in the Lutheran Church. I used to do three a days, starting at eight years old. I went to the L.A. school system. I went to Bible study, and then I changed into my Pop Warner football gear for the Venice Bulldogs in the bathroom. So I did three a days. I was an altar boy. The Lutheran Church I was raised in has folded. Now it's having a domino effect. They're allowing stuff that is unethical within the church. Now they're throwing up rainbow flags. 
Uh, the Missouri Senate doesn't do that. Yeah, and different also, denominations are, uh, you know, you got to be aware of how your church is affiliated. I think it matters a lot with respect to what might be taught. But sometimes, church to church, sometimes you don't know till you go. Exactly, exactly. And so I wasn't raised in that. It has changed over time. And so what has happened is even, even Cal State University, uh, Lutheran University out in the Valley, um, I called them up once. I said, what's your take on same sex? And they, and they said, oh, it's biblical that it's okay. And then now you look at Santa Monica Boulevard, the Lutheran church there that's thrown up a rainbow flag. And, and the subject matter earlier this week was you were talking about uh, people were saying whether it's okay for a woman to be a minister of a church or not. Every church that I've gone in where there was a woman minister, she took on masculine roles. She didn't. She was not feminine. I think it's an unclean spirit. And just by looking at how they handle the church and how they're talking and acting and interacting with people, I could see that they were losing their femininity. That's what. That's what I go. It's just like well, when I play. That's not true everywhere. I, you know, I know understand what you're saying. That's true some places, but I, I don't want to generalize because that's not true everywhere. There's a lot of uh, Bible-based churches that uh, that's not true if they've got uh, women on the staff there. Um, well, I didn't say that. I said a, a pastor, pastoral positions. Every woman I've ever met has has been aggressive. Well, Ted, it's what, I, what I'm just saying is that, you, and I'm not defending one position here or there. I just want to be careful about generalizations because that's not true with everybody everywhere. Oh, I, and, I, and I agree with you 100%. I'm saying in my experience, every church that I've gone to that had a woman as a pastor has not, be, uh, in, in my opinion, and, and uh, has actually it has tried to fill a masculine role, and they act masculine. That's been my experience. And uh, and like I said, as soon as you start changing things, okay, then it's okay for uh, same-sex marriage. Now we can put up a rainbow yeah. flag, and, you know, that's... <clears throat> well, and, and that's where... what happens. I understand your point, uh, Ted, and thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show with that. You know, the, the issue with those issues, and, and maybe if you don't go to church and you're kind of, you know, thinking this is inside baseball, those kinds of things, but... What's happened with a lot of churches, uh, and this happens with any organization, right? This is happening with uh, companies that are out there where somehow in the board of directors, they have adopted these things that come out of universities or other stuff, and then they implement them into their their company, and uh, they can't figure out why it's wrong. You know, if you wonder what happened to Disney, it's because they left the idea that this is something that should be fun for both parents and children. And as soon as you make it uh, weird for kids and then not fun for parents, you destroy the brand, that's what happened at uh, at Disney. That's why uh, you know people are getting rid of their Disney Plus and getting rid of stuff. It's because it's no longer really any different than Universal or anything else. You know, it's and in churches, what happens is the issues that come out on the front. You know, uh, people might you know uh, different opinions about uh, uh, gay marriage or those kinds of things. The deeper issue inside the church, and this is true for all of us. For that Christians need to realize is what is your opinion about the truth of the Bible? Is the Bible God's word, and then should we follow it? And you, and is that what you do? Meaning, is what the Bible actually says is it actually true? coming from God, or do we have the right to reject it because cultural changes, right? And that is the basis. And as soon as you decide that 
the Bible is not necessary to follow if I disagree with it, or it's not necessary to follow if times change, um, or you decide that it's not even, you know, then what you have is you've lost biblical authority, where, you know, you might have an, a, a disagreement about, you know, age of the earth, and when was creation? Is it six days? Is it six periods of time? You know, Christians will argue about that. But there's a difference between people who say, no, I think the Bible is wrong in what the creation story teaches, versus people who say, no, I think the Bible is correct. I disagree with how you're interpreting it. And see, there, and you can, you can interpret some things differently and still say that whatever the Bible means to say is true, and I would submit to that, versus I think the Bible says this, but I disagree with it, so I don't have to follow. Are you getting the difference here? There's a, there is a difference in biblical authority, and I'm not saying that there's not right or wrong positions on things. There are. But the core problem so often, and this is why all of the old mainline denominations are dying quickly. They're all of them in deep trouble. And the reason is, is because they have decided that the Bible does not have authority over what gets taught. It's not just a difference of interpretation of the Bible, but still upholding the Bible as, as uh, the, the source of truth. It's, I don't uphold the Bible as the source of truth anymore. I, in fact, in some issues, I hold the university or even the seminary in many cases as higher than the Bible, see? And as soon as you do that, as soon as you take the Bible and you say, I can take it or leave it on whatever the issue is, uh, then you can do that with anything. You can do that with salvation. You can do that with the person of Christ. You can do that with, you know, any issue you want. And the the fundamental decay that happens with any church organization, it, it comes down to biblical authority. Do they believe that the Bible is true? Do they believe that whatever the Holy Spirit inspired those writers to write is actual truth? And I've got to submit to that, right? So, it doesn't mean we don't disagree on certain things, but your attitude can be, uh, I think you're right about the interpretation, but I'm not going to do it. That's the wrong attitude. The right attitude is maybe we disagree, but I could be persuaded. And, and if Jesus were to come here and tell me exactly what the church is supposed to teach, then I would submit to that, right? It is an era, It is an issue of our heart and submitting to who the Lord is. It's an issue in our heart about submitting to the plan of salvation, and if you can't do that, then everything just becomes religion and it becomes, you know, a social thing. And uh, it's not true anymore. If truth doesn't matter. And that's one of the big problems we have with a lot of these issues. If if reality doesn't matter, I'll give you an example just from the, a business world reality, right? Hertz rental car. I had to rent a car today, so I'm thinking about this. Hertz rental car went full in on electric vehicles, right? The board went in, they spent a lot of money on electric vehicles, and now they're saying, ah, we're going to get rid of the electric vehicles. Why? For a couple of reasons. Nobody wants to rent them, right? I I would like to drive an electric vehicle. I think that'd be fun. But if I'm renting a car somewhere, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to hassle of plugging it in and the hassle. But if I have a rental car, like, did you do no customer surveys? See, there are two realities that Hertz found out about. One of the realities is customers don't want to do that has nothing to do with whether they think whatever they think about climate change or whatever they think about electric vehicles. It's completely inconvenient and not what you want to do with a rental car. Okay, Maybe you want to buy a, a car for yourself and you've made that decision. That's fine. But when you rent a car, most people don't want to do that. And that should have been obvious. And the second thing is electric vehicles right now, they're very expensive to fix and the maintenance is very expensive. And so Hertz is discovering all of a sudden that it's very expensive to have this fleet. 
you know, or it would be if we continued to buy it. Now, my, the issue is the reality was always true about electric vehicles. People don't want to rent them. It's too early for that, and they are very expensive. That was already true. Why did they go down that path? It's because they developed a, a, an, an ideology about it. They wanted to go forward with that and say, look at what we're doing. Aren't we good? We're protecting the environment. We're going green. We're going this and that. But they denied the reality that it wasn't practical customers aren't going to buy that. See, there is truth out there. There is truth about how human behavior works. There is truth about uh, spiritual things in the same way that there's truth about what would happen if you decided to jump off a building and gravity will pull you down. That's the way it is. There's truth about everything. And sometimes we don't know what that is, but often we do. And as soon as we deny that truth, then what happens is uh, it's a disaster. It's a complete disaster. And the same is true when it happens in the truth. We have to have some humility uh, towards the truth. 888-528-2557. LaShawn in L.A., we just have a couple of uh, seconds here. Go ahead. Yeah, I always get that couple of seconds. But I was just saying, I I agreed with the caller. Um, I know the scriptures, he said the people perish for the lack of knowledge. And I was agreeing with him about the... um, about majority of the women that you see, and I've come into contact, I do church, the whole thing, I know the scriptures, and I teach, but I'm over the women, not not over the men per se, and they have taken on a masculine spirit, mm-hmm. and it is a spirit that is very settled that has come in. I don't address women as elder, pastor, reverend, because those were not names that, and those were not, it wasn't a lane. And the guy yeah. didn't say that we were capable. Yeah. LaShawn, it is, at, it is at that end. I appreciate it. I know where you're going, and I thank you for the call with that. You know, part of that issue, when you get into it, is are there differences between men and women that are for real, in truth, just like we said? And the answer is yes. Open line Friday, 888-528-2557. Be right back to the Pastor Scott Show. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.